Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a documentary filmmaker's journey. I am not your host, Josh Lindsay, but I am your documentary filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Today's just gonna be a quick update because everyone is actually gone this week, so it's just gonna be me. Uh, hopefully I won't bore you to tears. Um, I do have a lot to update you on. It's been a very busy week. Um, I am continuing to travel with Toma and Flavi, and since the last podcast, we visited Laurel, Mississippi, which is my hometown. And while we were there, we met with um, Marsha Lau, which is John Lau's daughter-in-law. And John Lau is gonna be one of the main characters in our new documentary series, The Brave Dutch. So it was really great for us to be in Laurel. I took Toma and Flavi to see where John Lau uh, lived and grew up and we ended up meeting with, um, you know, Marsha Lau, like we said, and she had pictures of John and the family. So that was really interesting for them to look at. And then from there, uh, we were able to go to the Veterans um, Memorial Museum in Laurel, Mississippi as well, which was started by Jimmy Bass, another World War II veteran who was in Pearl Harbor. And we got to meet with Jimmy, talk with him, hear a little bit more about his story. That was an honor for all of us. Uh, so that was a very special time in Laurel. From there, we went on to New Orleans. Uh, we stayed right off of the French Quarter. And we were able to introduce them to coffee and beignets at um, Cafe du Monde. And then we had a wonderful meeting with the World War II Museum. And it ended up being an all-day experience. We had a morning meeting, and then um, we talked a lot about um, sort of what the museum did, what Toma and Flavi's company does, Normandy Discovery Tours. We talked a little bit about um, the Carenton film project that we're working on and the changes that Carenton is going to make to the town to make it more um, tourist-friendly. And then that evening, we ended up um, having dinner again with some of the people uh, at the museum that we had talked with earlier in the morning. And we toured the museum in the afternoon. So it was just a very long day and completely and totally delightful. Uh, one of the most exciting things that came out of it for, um, for me was that they are going to talk to us about partnering for a girl who wore freedom tour. The World War II Museum does tours over in Normandy. They do them all over Europe um, for, you know, World War II you know, buffs and people that want to learn more about their relatives in the war. Um, and they talked to me about, you know, making a tour that would focus on all the places in our documentary. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that when I get back next week. I'm super excited about that idea. People have asked us, could we do a Girl Who Wore Freedom tour and go to the places that we've seen in the film? So um, that will be great to kind of see if we can make that possible. Um, you know, we did tour the museum, which if you haven't been to the World War II Museum in New Orleans, it definitely should be on your to-do list. Uh, they have a great Road to Berlin exhibit, and that does talk about the European theater experience for our veterans. And they also have, it originally started as the D-Day Museum. And so they have their original D-Day section. Um, and, you know, that is a, um, it's a smaller, not as technical um, type of the museum, but it still has some incredible exhibits and it's definitely worth a visit. So strongly recommend if you haven't been to go and do that. So another thing we were working on while I have been um, traveling is taxes. That is, um, it always brings me back to the fact that, you know, we are running a business. It's not just 
all fun and films. It's also uh, all the business things that you got to do every year. And so right now we're trying to work on our taxes and we have been in a transition. Melissa Perkins, who's um, been with us for about three years and helped us through this process every year, has gone on to do some new things. And we have a new bookkeeper and a new accountant. So um, it's, you know, really ironing out all that rust and figuring out what we need to do to go forward. So that's kept me busy. Um, and we've also been working to finalize this new version of the film where it's going to be a dual language version. And we need to make the DCP for that so we can get it over to Normandy to have it tested to make sure we're ready for all of our screenings in June. So I do think that we're on the cusp of being ready to print that uh, DCP file. So I'm hoping that's going to happen in the next week. And we have been working a lot on finalizing the plans for all of the screenings and events over in Normandy. So I got word today from Michelle Coupe that we are scheduled to screen on June 2nd for three screenings in the Carenton Theater. June 5th, of course, with the World War II Normandy um, uh, Film Festival. June 6th, we're going to do it in the afternoon in Carenton. So the um, D-Day events will happen at Utah Beach and in that area up until I think midday or something like that. And then in the evening, there's going to be fireworks in Carenton and a band um, concert at around eight. So we're going to be squeezed right in there in the middle um, on June 6th. So I'm super excited about that. And then on June 12th, we have three more screenings that we're going to do. And now we've just added another one in St. Marie Dumont as well. We just don't have the date. I think it's June 11th, uh, if I'm if I'm right. So uh, we've got several screenings to do over there and um you know, we're so thankful to Flo Boucherie, the Carenton Theater, and Michelle Coupe, and Flavie Poisson for putting all of those things together. Um, and then the other thing that's been really interesting is that we, um, I talked this week to Donnie Edwards of the Best Defense Foundation. Now I've known about Donnie for quite a long time. I met him in 2018 when we were filming. He is a former NFL football player. He's a linebacker and he played for the Kansas City Chiefs and as well as the LA Chargers. He's from um, LA and he has, you know, World War II family members that served and is incredibly passionate about the greatest generation. And he has the ability to be able to raise money to take World War II veterans back. So he took about 60 World War II veterans to Pearl Harbor um, during December, and he's going to take probably 30 or 40 more um, to Normandy. And of course, we're hoping to have our veterans in the film, uh, in particular, C.O. Bauer and Willie Kellerman uh, coming with us. So we've been, um, I was delighted to meet him. He said he had just watched The Girl Who Wore Freedom, as had his wife, and he was blown away by the film and he wants to know what he can do to help. So we've been talking about what ways we can partner so that more people can see this film. I was excited because he said that uh, some, you know, some big old linebackers he had played with were calling him, telling him that they were uh, bawling on the plane. And now they understand why he's been dedicating his life to never forgetting what these veterans have done and, and to serving them. So uh, that really touched me, made me happy, and I look forward to working with the Best Defense Foundation and Donnie going forward. We're so thankful that they are helping all of these veterans get over to Normandy this summer. So we've been we've been working on that, um, as well as the other events that are going to be going on in Normandy. Um, and one of the biggest ones is that we're going to be trying to film for 
a sizzle reel for the Carenton project. Um, Tama and I this week planned out five different reenactments that we think we need for our sizzle reel. Uh, and then we've got about four sit down interviews and a couple walking interviews that we want to do while we're there. So I'm trying to put the team together for that people that can go over there and help me uh, do those things. So um, that's taken a lot of our time as we're driving, we're planning those things. Um, after I, I'll maybe get back to what you know I've been doing with Tom and Flavi after the World War II Museum, we went to Gulf Shores, Alabama and Orange Beach. And that's where we were able to kind of decompress a little bit and talk about all of these events and figure out, um, you know, what we're going to be needing to do in June. We also got to meet with um, Don, John Lau's other daughter, Tinika Lau, and Tinika was actually named after um, this incredible resistance worker named Tinika. And we were able to meet her and hear more about her experience growing up with her father. So that was incredibly special as well. And then um, from Gulf Shores, we drove to McMinnville, Tennessee. I'm staying with my family for a few days, but a highlight was that yesterday we got to go to Nashville and we were able to be with our team members, Savannah Woods, Mindy Cook, and Lindy Hart, who was our set medic early on. And uh, that was fantastic. Toma and Flavi got to experience uh, Broadway Street in Nashville. We went to the Ryman Auditorium and just had a great time, you know, exposing them to that part of our American culture. Um, so uh, the other thing that we've been working on this week is uh, trying to nail down making a big um, purchase of DVDs. And so we have found a DVD uh, manufacturer that will uh, make DVDs for us at a very reasonable cost. And so I think we're going to go ahead and pull the trigger on that in the next few weeks. And once we do that, uh, FFS will sell about 100 DVDs in their outlets. And then we will be able to put our DVDs on our website and sell them at all of our events. So I'm super excited about that uh, and hope that we can, I mean, if people are still are asking us for DVDs, which I find interesting. I don't know how I would play a DVD, but people still have DVD players. So we will be willing to put our film uh, on a DVD for them to watch it. So that's pretty awesome. Um, the other thing that happened um, this week is I learned, thanks to Delta Airlines, we are going to be doing an event in New York City with the Alliance Francaise, which is the big French organization, and they have them all throughout the country, but this one is in New York City. They're going to rent out a big theater, show the film, um, sell tickets to cover their costs, and then Delta is going to be doing a reception afterwards. And I do think that Air France and Delta are going to fly Danny and Flo here for that event, so I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be on May 16th, uh, and from there, for the next two weeks, I will be traveling with Flo and Danny to different events. Um, while we get ready for our chartered flight over to Normandy on June 1st. The last thing that I'm so excited about this week, we were able to facilitate an interview for Flo Plana, uh, our Frenchman in Normandy that you may have seen in the film. He is traveling the U.S. and we were able to connect him with the new veteran that Tomana Flavia and I just met a couple of weeks ago, Dick Rung, who was an LCT uh, machinist mate and spent two months off the coast of Normandy right off of uh, Omaha Beach. And we were so happy that we were able to connect flow and he was able to record this veteran story. Also, I think that we're going to be able to help him get to Normandy and possibly if Lord willing, um, we would help him, um, you know, qualify for the Legion d'Honneur, which is the French Legion of Honor medal. 
So super excited about those things. And that's about it for this week. So that brings us to our new segment, DocuView Deja Vu. Now, I have to preface this by saying the title used to be Deja Vu. J- Who thought up this title? It's a terrible title. Deja Vu DocuView. So that was the original title that Jason and Josh and I came up with. And, you know, we were going to make a new song about it, a little jingle, thanks to Jeff and Jason Hoban. And I just recently listened to that little jingle and it does not say Deja Vu DocuView. It says DocuView Deja Vu. That is what our jingle says. So I guess we have to rename the segment. So let me start this again. Welcome to our new segment, DocuView Deja Vu. All right, now that I'm done with all that, uh, I was thinking about um, a a, a documentary that I really enjoyed this week. And I thought about it because when uh, Flavi and Toma and I were in a shop, one of these tourist shops, I think it was in Nashville last night, um, Toma showed Flavi like this little kitschy thing with Bob Ross on it. I couldn't believe that they knew who Bob Ross was. But it didn't surprise me because a lot of people their age are really into watching Bob Ross, uh, as apparently many people were in the 70s all over the world. And it reminded me of a documentary that I saw not long ago with my husband, Jeremy, uh, called Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal and Greed. And let me read to you what it says. Um, Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal and Greed is a 2021 American um, biographical documentary film produced and distributed by Netflix and directed by Joshua Rolfe. The film offers a look into the life and career of painter and television host Bob Ross and the battle for his business empire. So uh, this film, you know, I didn't know about Bob Ross. I knew he had made a comeback with the college age kids um, and, you know, that he was gaining in popularity all over the place. Uh, I remember watching his videos when I was a kid and, um, you know, yes, they were relaxed. We think we're a little weird. Um, so anyway, I was curious to watch this documentary. It was extremely well done, uh, completely engaging and very surprising and incredibly sad. Um, sort of the reality of what happened um, with his family and with his life, um, you know, was heartbreaking. And it made me not want to buy any Bob Ross anything ever again. And that's all I'm going to tell you. So you're going to have to go and watch it yourself. Uh, So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for following our journey. And thank you for sharing our film with your friends. Um, You know, if you think we should keep the title DocuView Deja Vu, let me know. Because I mean, I think that's what our jingle says. Uh, If you have anything else, please write to me at Christian at DocumentaryFirst.com. Any other comments, suggestions. um, And also, we've got a really cool video coming out on Patreon. So if you haven't been supporting us on Patreon, now is a really good time to do that. Um, It's, uh, I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and tell you, it's like a snippet of a Jeep tour that I did with Thomas Boisson in Normandy. And so it's uh, really not to be missed. You're going to learn some new stuff about that. So anyway, all right. Now, this really is the end. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you for listening, donating, and following along on our journey. We are supported by generous donations from people just like you. To make a donation, visit thegirlwhowarefreedom.com 
or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash documentaryfirst. To learn more about our other works in progress, visit documentaryfirst.com or follow Documentary First on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. This podcast was produced by Documentary First, edited and mixed by Jason Hoban, with music by Jeff Kurtenacker.